What's your spirit animal? Do you know if you have one? I think we all actually do if we pay attention, but sometimes they're kind of hard to find. Speaking of spirits, dives into spirit animals and how you can recognize them. Hello, everybody. This is Colleen with Speaking the Spirits, and today I am here with Gina. And Kate is remote because she had so much snow she can't get out of her house. <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs> yeah, and it's weird because where you live, not that far away, you had all the snow, and now it's raining down here on top of all of our snow. So Yeah, it, it's insane. So yesterday we got eight inches of snow, but then we got rain on top of it so it like really packed it down and made it slick and then today it's just been snowing where everyone's just said it's rain for them so I'm pretty that's crazy yeah yeah Better well yeah you don't want to be driving down that mountain road when it's slick out either that's a steep road that you guys live on so yeah, yeah a few of the neighbors have experienced it being it too slick to drive up and you just slide back down oh, and have to yeah. figure out something yeah. else for the night yeah. Well, I used to live off of Caribou Road, so straight up. Yeah. yeah. No guardrails. I know it's fun that way. Yeah. Yes. Buckskin has several switchbacks that it's like, I don't yeah. know how many yeah. hundreds of feet down and no guardrails. No guardrails. Or one little, the little metal one. I don't know. think our state can afford guardrails. I think that Probably must be not. it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so today we were going to talk about um, our spirit animals, right? And And so we each have the two that is representative of our, it's our spirit animals. And we were going to share what they mean with our audience. So yeah. Do you want to go first? Sure. Or I can do one and we can. Yeah, let's whatever. do one. And we'll. So the, my main one that I didn't even realize was grizzly bear and the, or any female bear. She is a healer. She is a teacher. She is, um, someone who protects and looks out for the others. But what happened to me from the time I was a child, I had this reoccurring dream. I would call it a nightmare, but it was, it was, and it wasn't of this bear. And it followed me everywhere. I, if I went in the house, it could open the door and it came in the house. If I hid under my bed, it could move the bed. And there I was, if I tried to get in the car, I tried climbing in the top of my closet in my dreams. And, and everywhere I went, there was this bear. So I was at this meditation group and one of the ladies said to me, so what's your reoccurring dream? And I was like, huh? She goes, there's a dream you've had your whole life. What, what is it? I said, well, it's not the same dream, but it's the same idea. This bear is chasing me all the time and I run and I hide and I can't get away from it. And she goes, do you know what the bear is? I said, big and scary. Scary <laughs> <laughs> and stinky. I don't know. And she goes, has it ever hurt you? Um, no, no, it has never hurt me. That okay. She goes, the bear is your power. She goes, these are all the gifts that you're running from. These are the gifts that you're hiding and you're not acknowledging. It is not a bear trying to eat you. It is yourself trying to unite so that you can be your true potential. 
And lo and behold, I haven't had the dream since. So it's, it's kind of a, it was kind of a very cool and awakening kind of thing. Cause I am a healer. I am psychic. I'm a yeah. medium, all of those kind of things. And that's all part of the bear energy, the taking care of other people, being the protector, being the teacher, being the nurturer is part of bear energy. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. And you can help me figure out these. There two. we go. Yeah. There we go. So Kate, what is one of yours? Uh, it's so hard to pick one, like when you think about it. And um, I think I said one of mine was the elephant. Um, when I came into motherhood, like the power that they have with the maternal line, how strong the bond is between mothers and daughters. I think I finally realized what that was like. And all of a sudden, like right before I had my daughter, I would start dreaming of elephants and especially of a mom leading her baby along. And so that is one that I really like, I felt like is a spirit animal. Um, and I am someone who's always constantly learning. I won't say my memory is the best, but I admire how well elephants take in information and memorize. And then just like a cute little fun fact, they are supposedly looking at humans like how we look at puppies. Like we're like little puppies to elephants and they just think <laughs> we're the cutest things. And I just think that's amazing. So. Well, it is wild. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about the background noise. We have an old dog chewing a very large bone. So if you can hear it. And I, I'm, I just don't want to take it away from him. He's having so much fun. Um, <clears throat> so I have one of mine is a dragonfly and uh it really i realized it was dragonfly when my mom died because both of us love dragonflies and then the day she died and then the day of her memorial service and pretty much ever since then uh i've been surrounded by dragonflies mm -hmm. and so i figured it it would have that connection between her and i mother daughter like you're talking about and yeah. dragonflies and so they're supposed to be the wisdom of transformation and adaptability in life um two things that i'm very resistant to so <laughs> that's kind of interesting for me yeah. um, did you run and hide from him they can't find him i know Gina's like you need to know this <laughs> so they're associated with um adaptability joy lightness of being which was definitely my mom she was a very joyful person. Um, the realm of emotions and a deep dive into your feelings. Now, the, the feeling part I totally get. but um, And then the connection with nature spirits and fairy realms, which I thought was really interesting. Because that's something that I, I'm totally drawn to is the fairy realm. So, yeah. Yeah, I uh, taught my daughter that dragonflies are fairies. So she just thinks that they're a type of fairy that's out there. That's awesome. Well, that's, that's so awesome. Um, well, I was going to say the, um, I don't even know, the superstition or the thought behind why they have the double set of wings is because they can transport angels. They can transport mm. fairies. They can bring our loved ones across the realm into ours to say hello. Yeah. And that's why they have a double set of wings is they're the part of the transportation between the living and the other side. Well, the magical side. So my, the contractor that I use for everything around here, and I told him he can't retire until this whole property is done. Um, he was in my barn earlier this year, and there was the dragonfly hatch, and we flood irrigate on these properties out here. So you have a lot of dragonflies. 
And so I'm just always like, oh, look at a dragonfly. It's like never gets old to me. You know what I mean? It's just so cool. Well, the colors. Yeah, we have, have a lot of different colors here because we don't have that many species mm. right here. But yeah, I mean, yeah. the colors. They are get just, that iridescent, yeah, shimmery stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. So I'm talking to him and I talk with my hands all the time. It should have been Italian, not Irish, right? And so I'm talking with him and all of a sudden I feel something on my hand and I'm moving my hand around and I stop. And a dragonfly had landed on my hand. And even though I'm talking, it's just hanging on for dear life. And so he took a picture of it, and I have it. It's very cool. That's anyway, really cool. yeah, I'm like, take a picture, quick, take a picture. <laughs> He's like, God, you're such a dork. But yeah, I think dragonflies are really cool, and I think they're um, dragonflies and fireflies. Fireflies mm -hmm. for me are the other one that's just so so drawn to. And it's interesting. When I was a kid, we had dragonflies, but um, growing up, we didn't have any more. And and then where I lived in Pennsylvania. When I was in the service, we had um, hardwood forests all around the stable. And I lived in the, in the stable in the house above the stable. And one of my um, the gals that were boarding her horses came out one night. She came like pounding on the door. And I thought a horse got hurt or loose or something. And no, it was she's like, you got to come out and see this. This is the most amazing thing I ever saw. And it was a migration of fireflies. Oh, cool. Oh, my God. It was like, you know how. I think it's the birds. Yeah, I was kind of. Thing. I did see it before. And the you patterns they were it. doing this, and then they were lighting in the trees, and it looked like a Disney movie. Yeah, it was like, oh my god, we sat out there and drank beer all night long and watched fireflies. It was so cool. <laughs> it was so cool. But I don't know what they represent. But I've always been very drawn. Everything with me with is with wings, and maybe because I grew up flying. I don't know. That's interesting. Um, I have a fun, well, I have, I have a dragonfly story anyway. So I am a medium. And when I connect with people for other people, I don't tend to question that. But my own people, is this my memory? Is this my thought? Is this my feeling? Are they really talking to me? Are they really showing me this? So with them, I asked for signs. So one friend had passed and ravens came. But a friend passed last summer. And I was sitting outside of Cafe Rio. There had to be six dragonflies just fly up. We're landing on the window of the car, on the car next to me, just sitting there. So I have all these pictures and videos of these. Was that these the That was my friend, Bridget. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I think it's amazing when we connect or somebody like my mom. My mom and I were both drawn to dragonflies that the day she died. I mean, you're just a wreck, right? And what? And I'm I'm a wreck, and I'm at home and sitting on the lawn, and I just can't even think of what even to do in the next moment. And they were just everywhere, and I, it was like her saying, yeah. "It's okay, yeah, you know, look at okay. me, I've got my wings, yeah, I'm, I'm free, yeah. I'm well." Yeah, cool. yeah. So, what's your next one? My next one are the big cats, and there's two in particular that I'm especially drawn to, and that is the black panther and the lion. And I'm a Leo, so everybody's like, oh, that's why you like lions. Well, partially. But um, with the Black Panther, I don't know what the traditional is with it. But for me, um, we hear a lot of people talking about shadow work, the, the things that have been maybe painful in our lives, disappointing, and trying to work on those to heal those. To me, that's part of what the panther represents. But it also represents 
me being able to hide a little bit into mm. what I do. But again, the panther is very spry. They're great hunters. They are very fast. But being the black, it's almost like the shadow. And so they've always really intrigued me. The lions, again, they're leaders. They are protectors. They are the ones who kind of keep the order and the balance, especially like in the savanna of, you know, the predators and the other animals and different things like that. I've always found it very interesting how there's typically a male or maybe a couple males and usually the female lions. For me, I've always been attracted to the male lions, the big mane. And I think for me, part, partially the reason I feel that way is just my own dynamics. I obviously enjoy being a female and all of that, but I feel very masculine and I feel I will be, we were just talking about being shy and, you know, uh, the extroverted introvert. But if somebody is hurt, if somebody is sick, if somebody's being picked on, my lion comes out. And it's like I go in for the, you know, the defending and the protecting. And I think they're also great nurturing animals, like you were saying with the elephant, is um they the pride. It's their family. It's a big loving family. And I feel that way with all of my close friends. There's a different kind of a connection and the lion is like symbolic to me of that. That's cool. Yeah. I have a panther story. Uh-uh. So well, my dad was in the movie business and one of his friends, his name was Lee and he lived in Mount Shasta area mm-hmm. and he, he raised black panthers. Now he raised them. I think there was a project for, to diversify the genetics for the Florida Panthers because they were so similar in genes that they were afraid if one got sick, the whole population oh, wow. would go. Yeah. And so he had already, he had, he had a big cat rescue, oh, like cool. a legitimate cat rescue, like lions. And, you know, if there was an injured mountain lion or whatever he had, his whole property was set up and it was a rinky dink. I mean, like, <laughs> like lava. Liger Town? Town? No, it wasn't that. It was like a real legitimate big cat rescue, and they had, you know, several acres, and it was really, really cool. Like each pen was several acres. This guy had a lot of movie money, so. But he had his pride and joy with the Panthers that he was raising for this project because they they were completely wild and they would would, um, be then taken to Florida after they got old enough they could travel to help diversify that gene pool. And he had one though that was from a circus or zoo or something that had been declawed. Um, and she still had her teeth, but she had been declawed for whatever reason. And she was his house cat. Oh, I've seen oh. it. I've seen stories about yeah. that, that. And people think they found a kitten. Because they're tiny oh, yeah. little and then yeah, no, he got her. He got her as an adult, but she was like one of those. She was not aggressive. And even when she hit puberty, she was not aggressive. She was his house cat. And I distinctly remember my dad and I, he had his own airstrip. So we would fly in and we landed. My dad's like, no, don't be scared. But he has a big cat in the living room. And I couldn't wait to see it. And just the, I was little. So I'm like six or seven, right? And so I remember 
her laying on this black leather sofa, and she's this black cat with these big, big eyes, and going up and being able to run my hands on her belly, and then lean on her and hear the purr. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It was the most incredible thing ever. I'll never forget that memory. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at first I was scared of her because you just know instinctively she could eat you, but (laughs) she didn't. Anyway, what's your next? Um, So I kind of have a story to go off the line story that's very quick. But when I was um, going for my animal Reiki um, certification, there's a point where you do a meditation and in one of them, I was guided by a lion and I've always worried about like getting the common spirit animals. Like I want to make sure it's authentic. So I wasn't expecting it at all, but it was like almost very Aslan, like Chronicles of Narnia. esque, And it kind of panicked me at first. I was like, this can't be real. Like, I'm just like making this up. Like I've totally veered off path, but it's been one that keeps coming up for me. So I relate to you with the lion one. Um, but my other one would be butterflies. I see butterflies a lot, um, especially when I'm doing Reiki and someone's going through a period of transformation. Like when I see that, I usually warn them, like, it might be a little bit of a rough go, but you are about to go into a big change in your life. And so whenever I see one, usually it tends to be right when I'm on the cusp of making a big change so that's one that i've always felt really close to too that is cool yeah yeah butterflies were my thing with my parents um and they still are we had my my daughter was eight and my son was 12 when my dad and mom passed six months apart and just before like it was memorial time and one of the girls that was in my daughter's class, her father passed from cancer. And it was a very, like, it was brain cancer. And he was been remodeling their house. They had just moved into a new house and were remodeling and painting. And he got a bad headache and dizzy spell. He assumed, oh, it's the paint fumes, this, that, and the other. Kind of trudged through, keeping working on it. And it got worse and worse and worse. And he went in for an MRI cast scan, brain scan, whatever they did. And he had multiple massive tumors in his brain. And he maybe made it two months. And at that funeral, they released butterflies. They released books. And I thought it was so beautiful. And I knew that my mom had loved butterflies. So when she passed at the beginning of July, so just a little over a month later, did a butterfly release and then because to me again it's a transition you're going from this lethargic mm-hmm. little caterpillar in the dirt to this full and flying and defying gravity kind of a, a transition and my husband it was my 50th birthday this august and my husband took me and all the grandkids and our kids and we went out to pingree they did on our so it's little, and the butterflies landed on us when you see them normally you open it and sometimes they kind of flutter for a second and then they usually fly out it's all landed on us and just so <laughs> it was very neat yeah and she had had butterflies we didn't realize that she'd had butterflies 
um, etched into her and my dad's headstone. He passed in December, and my mom passed six months later in July. And it was a double heart. They'd been married for like 50 some years, and she'd had butterflies on it before we, I didn't, she went and picked it out before we even knew and did that. So, yeah, it was definitely very symbolic. So, does everything with wings mean transformation? That would be interesting. And that would be very interesting. Yeah. So my my second one that has always been, and this is the one that near and dear to me is the eagle. And um, like every year, we do an eagle count at work. And every year it's like, because I can see an eagle. Like we can pass by a tree with an, an eagle and nobody else is seeing it. I'm like, it's I see eagles everywhere. I am so keen on the eagles that I can see them everywhere. And I mean, I, I can outsee the airplane. <laughs> it's like, there's one, there's one, there's one. So I don't know every type. Well, the bald eagle is definitely, maybe it's because I'm a veteran. And I don't know, but the bald eagle to me, just the symbol of it so much to me, you know. But yeah, the eagles, even golden eagles, it's like I, I, I was coming back from um, Mackie. And there was a golden eagle on the side of the road trying to hop around, and you could tell he'd been hit. I just went and scooped I mean, usually they'll just tear you apart. I just went and scooped him up, put him in the Jeep, brought him home, and took him to one of our wildlife we have. I mean, this eagles just love them. I mean, I like birds, but eagles. So, another another um, transformation that they're supposed to reconnect you with your spiritual path. So, I found that kind of interesting. Um, and that I think I try to do constantly. I, I am. And this is funny because I am. She's laughing. Virgo, and every house is in Virgo. Every one of my houses is in Virgo. The lady who did my zodiac said, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry." <laughs> oh no! Pass that onto your apartments. <laughs> Never seen this. She goes, I cannot believe every house is hurt. She goes, You unbelievable. So it's like resistant to change. This is the way it is. Blah, blah, blah. And all my friends are like, Yeah, I don't know who I am. So I'm trying all the time. I just failed miserably. <laughs> so um, I think, uh, so it says that it's reconnecting you to your spiritual past and you must listen to and heed your own spiritual directives. And they're trying to do that, but it's really hard for me. It's really, really hard. So it's amazing to me that I have two critters in my life that are telling me to go with the flow. And I, I'm like, yeah. just think, what if you didn't? What? You would turn into a rock or a tree and just be. I'll be like, this is good. That's good. And I say, I don't know what it is. It's really interesting. So it says evil symbolism also means that there's opportunities available to you and you must snatch them up while they last. So they're ones that you've overlooked or bypassed in the past. So every time you connect with the evil, that means there's an opportunity and you're supposed to you're supposed to grab it. So um I'm hoping so focus on the goals that are closest to your heart. I, I hope that I can someday, and I, you know, like two thirds of my life has gone by. I'm still like, this. <laughs> she has been waiting for me to change all this time. 
opportunity for you to change. I've just been waiting for the river and the wind to softly <laughs> remove <laughs> some of those sharp <laughs> edges. <laughs> I like that. That's why that one of is my, dear my Virgo. And Leah. It's diplomatic and honest and blunt. You know, so yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of edges here to deal with. So, but um, yeah, I think that's interesting. And I think what we should do probably is do some short podcasts on all of the spirit animals. And that would be very Yes. And how to get people to learn how to connect with them. You know, we overlook them. But like you, dreams, there's things that people, they don't understand that they are trying to connect with you. And I think that, yeah. Yeah. Well, another just throwing it out there, especially since you like the winged things, is the hawk. Mm-hmm. The hawk is very symbolic in if you are trying to make a decision, if you're trying to manifest something and you see the hawk flying, that is a sign that what you're trying to accomplish is coming. You can do it. If it's sitting, then that means you're supposed to think it through a little better, make sure, you know, look at all the different angles and stuff and see if you're really going the right path to get to where you're heading. But Hawk is also, I mean, it goes back to the Egyptian god oh, Horus yeah, and, yeah. you know, the all a lot like you just gave me my little cup today with the protective eye. Mm-hmm. That is very symbolic of the Hawk is that Hawk eye. They watch, they see. And they are our cues on our intuition, on our manifesting, on our direction. And people, oh, I saw the coolest hawk flying over. Well, what were you thinking about before that? I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess I was thinking about applying for this job. And it's like, that was your sign. He was flying. He's telling you, go for it. You're heading in the right direction. And, you know, making people aware of that, Mm -hmm. then they can kind of, bring the pieces together and see more of what the picture of the puzzle is trying to show Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I thought this was a nice topic. I enjoy talking about spirit animals. If you have a spirit animal out there, we would love to hear from you. Let us know what it is in the comments, write us an email, hit us on Facebook, and please like and subscribe. We really need the followers. We're so close to monetizing our podcast. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Speaking of Spirits, powered by Pocatello Paranormal Research in Pocatello, Idaho. Thank you for joining us today. We're glad you could be here. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do us a favor and go to whatever platform you are listening to the podcast on and give us a review. We prefer the five-star reviews. This helps us know how we're doing, and it helps others to find the podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we hope to see you on our next podcast.